In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Pentecost. It's the day that we mark the coming of the Holy Spirit. One of the names used for the Holy Spirit in Scripture is the Comforter, the Comforter. Jesus says, the Comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. In our uh, collect today, uh, Josh will pray that we will be able to, quote, rejoice in the Spirit's comfort. And at the close of this service today, we'll sing to him, Come down, O love divine, that includes the line, O comforter, draw near within my heart up here. So my simple hope for this short Pentecost sermon is that each of us today will experience the comfort uh, that comes from God through the Holy Spirit directly to us. Comforter, draw near. And if you're like me, you're looking for comfort wherever you can get it. Uh, Chinese takeout is a biggie. Uh, the piccolo trill of the wood thrush uh, behind our, our screen porch, an encouraging headline can bring comfort. And one of the reasons that you may need comfort uh, more than ever is the well-documented experience of video call fatigue. Um, a recent article in Vox called, uh, the article's title was, The Stark Loneliness of Digital Togetherness. Such a good title. And I think it just nailed it. One psychiatrist said, every time you connect to a Zoom call, you are having two experiences at the same time, the experience of reaching and the experience of what you have lost. And for me, the absence of touch, the absence of physical touch, that is the most devastating loss that I feel. Studies actually back this up. The article uh, says, in order to relax, the brain needs to know that it has a backup, that someone else is there to help should the need arise. Physical contact is the simplest, most powerful way of communicating that. There's nothing more concrete. We want the comforter to draw near. You know, people have always needed comfort, of course, maybe now more than ever, but they've always needed com comfort. And I have been finding enormous comfort in the work of Willa Cather, uh, whose novels um, both unflinchingly address the sadness and loss of human life, but they do so within the context of hope and of God's providence. In her 1930, 1913 novel, O Pioneers, she describes her main character's yearning for comfort uh, that, ex that included an experience of touch. So the character's Alexandra. She's a strong pioneer woman uh, in Nebraska who, through her own ingenuity and her hard work, has built up a series of prosperous farms and her innate personality, as well as her experience of tough decision-making in a very male-dominated culture, has led her perhaps to either hide or to downplay any kind of emotional vulnerability. And yet she too, like all people, needs and yearns for comfort. Gather is quite a strong woman herself, um, and she includes this episode, this incurring, recurring dream or fancy, as she calls it, of Alexandra's. And this is what it is. 
It most often came to her on Sunday mornings, the one day in week in the week where she lay late abed listening to the familiar morning sounds. Sometimes as she lay thus luxuriously idle, her eyes closed, she used to have an illusion of being lifted up bodily and carried lightly by someone very strong. He was a man, certainly, who carried her, but he was like no man she knew. He was much larger and stronger and swifter, and he carried her as easily as if she were a sheaf of wheat. She never saw him, but with eyes closed, she could feel that he was yellow like sunlight. As she grew older, this fancy more often came to her when she was tired rather than when she was fresh and strong. Isn't there some part of your deepest self that this touches? Even if you're the tough guy, uh, even if you are the strong one at home, if you're the one on whom everyone else relies, doesn't this kind of physical comfort appeal to the child in you? One of our daughters, when she was little, constantly uh, said, Carami, 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 which of course, as parents, we did. Uh, there's a reason that the super hokey uh, Footprints in the Sand poem has widespread appeal. Do you remember it? Big in the 70s. The author sees two sets of footprints in the sand, hers and the Lord's, but when her life got especially difficult, she, she saw that there was only one set of prints, so asked the Lord, why did you abandon me in my, my moment of need? And the Lord replies, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never, ever, during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. O comforter, draw near. In the prophet Isaiah, we read this, the Lord says this to you. You have been carried from the womb, even to your old age, and to your gray hairs I will carry you. I have made you, and I will bear you, and I will carry you, and I will save you. In the gospel reading uh, for this Pentecost Sunday, Jesus cries out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. Now, people sometimes wonder about the Holy Spirit, the very name Spirit communicating a kind of virtual uh, rather than a physical presence, doesn't it? Well, I found that the easiest way to understand the third person of the Trinity is to see the Spirit as Jesus's presence, Jesus's Spirit still present with us now. And His Spirit is most palpably experienced in the presence of grace-filled love. That kind of love quenches our thirst for comfort. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me. There was a, what I thought an extremely powerful piece in ESPN on ESPN by Ryan Hockensmith, which feels like to me a moment when the comforter 
uh, drew near. He recounts an experience he had with baseball cards, a school principal, when he was a lonely, hurting boy in the midst of his parents' divorce. One day, without knowing why, Ryan was called to the principal, Mr. Thompson's office, and Mr. Thompson had called the boy into his office just to check on him to make sure he was doing okay. But Ryan wouldn't open up uh, to Mr. Thompson, but that didn't stop the principal. For the next day, he called him back again. Hawkins Smith writes, My name blared from the loudspeaker again the next day, and I had knots in my stomach as I went back down to the office. The trepidation lasted about 30 seconds. Ryan, I have something for you, Mr. Thompson said, and he slid a 1979 Topps Pedro Guerrero rookie card across his desk to me. Guerrero was my favorite player from my and my dad's favorite team, the Dodgers. I'd like to give it to you. Maybe you can hold on to it and remember that if you ever need to talk someone to someone about anything going on in your life, I'm here. The sadness welled up through my body and out my eyes. It was one of those physical cries where your brain relinquishes control of your respiratory system and the chest heaves and there's no slowing it down. When I could finally get a few words out, I asked Mr. Thompson questions he had no answers for. Why are my parents splitting up? Will dad ever move back home? How do I get him to come back? Can you talk to him and tell him just to come home? Mr. Thompson listened and nodded. I don't remember if I ever met with him again or what I thought later that day or that week. I don't know when I gave up on the idea that my dad would ever come back again. But I do recall two things from that moment. It was the first baseball card I can remember. And that was the only time I remember crying when my parents' marriage broke up. Mr. Thompson delivered the grace-filled love of God through the Holy Spirit to a broken, hurting child needing comfort. Oh, comforter, draw near. So what I hope to leave you with today on this Pentecost Sunday is the comfort and the assurance that Jesus is the someone very strong. He's so strong that he carried the cross for you and, as the Scripture says, bore your sins, my sins, in his body. And my prayer is that he may draw very near to you today as we pray, O Comforter, Draw near. Amen.